Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Peels three wide, she's driven up by Alfred, trying to make ground. Leaders still going strongly, Steno. Leaders back, it's back page news. Come say hi. Always be me, cover girl deeper. Sugar for my honey, trying to work one off. Soho Historia. A long way back with Soho Rhapsody, Racy Roxy, not to be denied. 27-5, back straight quarter. They turn and burn now in the Oaks. Steno fighting off Amore Vita. It's back page news, running a bottler in third. Steno in front, Amore Vita. Soho Astoria starting to charge. Amore Vita, Soho Astoria, Soho Astoria. Takes group one glory, Soho Astoria. Amore Vita, third Steno, it's back page news. Yeah, we mentioned multiple times last week that she was double figures in the single figures and she's now got this wonderful record uh, that was Soho Astoria winning the Queensland Oaks on Saturday night Albion Park. Chris Barsby's back with us. Good morning Chris. Steve again good morning to you. Good morning everyone. What a performance that was by that filly. That was the one you kept talking up all last week. She's got this great win record uh, or win strike rate and uh, uh, she was able to deliver there. I thought at the 400, she was too far back, but that finishing burst was just sensational there, and uh, she was able to get the uh, the big one there, and uh, it was probably a night um, mixed emotions for the ownership group. Summoned Bloodstock, Aaron Bain Racing, as we know, Aaron's based in Adelaide, dual code licensee, but uh, they got that one, but they probably would have swapped it for that uh, big one, the, the Grand Circuit event with Spirit of St. Louis. What did you make of Spirit of St. Louis, Chris? No, I thought it was very good. Uh, it developed into a, a true staying contest, like I think a lot of people expected there, given how even that field was. He had his chance here in front, Majestic Cruiser just proving a touch too strong. But, uh, you know, I'm sure Connections would have been super proud of the horse. Uh, you know, he was gallant of defeat running second. Uh, what do they do with him now? I'm probably expecting he'll have a little bit of an ease up. The Victoria Cup's probably li likely to be the next big target for him. And then the end of Dominion at the back end of the year is going to be a, a major focus as well. But, uh, no, I thought, you know, he, he was very good. Um, you know, those that backed him, given that he was the favourite, probably would have been a shade disappointed. But, uh, no, he, he tried his heart out. Let's talk, talk more about the Oaks result. And our first guest is with us now. Yeah, Jamie Dernberger-Smith, Summit Bloodstock, is online. Jamie, good morning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on once again. Was it a night of mixed emotions, getting that Group 1 glory, the Oaks with Soho Astoria, but then just missing out in the big grand circuit race? How do you, how do you sum up your, your feelings from Saturday night? Uh, we definitely cannot complain. Obviously, winning an Oaks is an absolute dream of all of ours. Um, yeah, especially with this horse too. It's pretty well documented. She was extremely cheap. Uh, we only bought her about eight months ago or so. So... We can't complain. It would have been lovely to win both, but hey, we, we got one. We're tickled pink. When you say cheap, how cheap? Uh, 9000 <laughs> Why was she so cheap, Jamie? Uh, her form wasn't overly great. Um, we just gave her a lot of time. Um, as Emma Stewart does, she doesn't race them too hard. Um, only race them pretty sparingly. Tries to place them perfectly. And it's just another marvel effort on their behalf. The fact, too, that she's so well-bred, like she's closely related to the former champion juvenile Pelican Arama. So you, you basically got her for next to nothing. But in saying that, Aaron took her across to South Australia and, and she couldn't win a race over there. 
Yeah, just just the way it works out, I guess. Um, we have a lot of luck. We've sent them to South Australia. Uh, Bainey does a lot of work on the treadmills and really gets them big and strong. And then, obviously, the plan has worked out in recent times that we sent them over to Emma. And then once they get into Emma's system uh, with the double heats, she really screws them right down. And they get to the races and their machines. Um, as I was saying to Greg O'Connell on the weekend, I think uh, Bainey sent over Von Art and Soho Storia, and they've had 13 starts between them, and they've won all 13 of them. So it's working. Jamie, the impressive part about the weekend, we, we just heard Chris's call, which she came from a long way back. I know a pre- previous when she was rolling right on the speed, wasn't she? So she's got great versatility now. Yeah, Clayton Tonkin um, let us know oh, probably a couple of months ago. He said, just wait for her to be off speed. She's way better um, at home. She'll just smoke past anything. So we're waiting for it. But obviously how far back she was and then to run home in 54-something, 26-9 off the track, oh, no one expected that. Mm. So at the 400, did you did you give up hope or were you still, you know, fingers and toes crossed that she could make up the ground? No, I thought she was no hope. Absolutely no hope. Um, especially the way the race was run. thought Steno would be nearly unbeatable um, once it got there. Uh, the race changed complexion. I think no one expected Lockie to launch at the start. Um, if John Staria was on, we would have all expected it. Um, but no one expected that. And that changed the whole complexion of the race. Uh, it was probably a blessing in disguise not having a more Vita in front because it is obviously an amazing horse. So... We were extremely lucky and we'll definitely take it and move on to the next uh, group okay, one well, throughout the year. All right. Well, she's unbeaten for uh, Emma and Clayton. That's seven starts now for the stable, seven victories. There's still a lot to come. So is she eligible, obviously, for the Vic Bread Breeders' Crown and then the Victoria Oaks? Yeah, she's got the lot, actually. She's also New South Wales Breeders' Challenge eligible and then okay. those three races that you just stated, Breeders' Crown, um, Vic Bread Super Series and the Vic Oaks. So... She's got a big campaign ahead of her. Mm, that's exciting, knowing that she's got all these races and, and we're still getting to the bottom of her. Yeah, that's that's the scary part. Like, she was just running through the line that hard. Who knows how long she would have gone for at that speed. So, super exciting. Um, you keep throwing the dart at the board long enough, you're going to hit the bullseye. That's what I keep saying. Yeah. It was great to see Aaron Trackside on Saturday night as well, coming up from Adelaide. So he's made the effort to be here, and uh, he, he was just blown away by that performance, like a lot of people were, because uh, we, we just probably gave up on her at the 400. She had a lot of work to do, but it was just great. It was great scenes there after the race. Yeah, we, we partied pretty hard. I'm still a little bit dusty at the minute. Um, as you can probably hear in my voice, but, yeah, it was great. We had a lot of people there. There was about... 30 to 40 owners there so it was big scenes and we were going crazy (laughs) okay let's talk about spirit of st louis um in front uh, how confident were you and do you think you'd you'd be able to go all the way yeah at the 700 i thought we were absolutely unbeatable um third quarter when we skipped clear that was probably the telling tale in my eyes um, but that's racing uh, you obviously want to have them off the bit when they're going around the corner and make them chase hard so I was not, can't take any credit away from the winner it was a massive win so congratulations to them and 
we run second in another big grand circuit race, so no complaints here. Mm. But it's frustrating. I, I, I can feel it. Uh, you're frustrated that he hasn't got that grand circuit victory yet. I honestly don't think about it that much. As you're well aware, that we've got about 233 horses now, so I try to just take each race as they come. Um, there's always next time, so no stress our end. Um, just to be in those races is the dream, so... Yeah, we're we're blessed. You got more than Mar Eustace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll hopefully it'll be the most in the world. That's the plan. Okay. The, the one question I do want to ask with Spirit of St. Louis, um, or Lewis, however you want to want to say, Louis, 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 Louis. Why doesn't? <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, why why doesn't Luke drive him now? I know there was that you know the situation where King of Swing was racing and you wanted the same driver on 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 the same horses, but now that King of Swing has retired, why doesn't Luke drive him? Luke is one of the most superstitious people you'll meet. Um, every time there's a big meeting, uh, he'll probably shoot me for this, but he wears the same undies every time. Um, he's very superstitious. <laughs> he doesn't want to change. Uh, anything up, he knows Jack fits that horse so well, so he just plays those cards. That's his decision. Um, yeah, I, I did have a chat to Belinda about putting our colours on, and she said, uh, no, it can't happen because Luke's too superstitious, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Victoria Cup, is that the next big target for him now? Yeah, definitely be the plan. Um, have a little short let up and then go to the Victoria Cup and then into Dominion, then Miracle Mile. Just the same plan as last year. There's so much prize money on offer these days. So we did entertain maybe taking him over to America, but with his ability here and he's competing in these grand circuit races so well, it'd be, it'd be crazy to take him. So we'll keep him here and just keep following that plan. Okay. One of your other star performers uh, from that uh, huge uh, empire that you're building is the star trotter Parisian Artiste. He was back in action on Saturday night down at Kilmore. Second, this is a really exciting horse, this one. Yeah, he's a very, very good horse. Um, he's very fat all the time. He's had a lot of trials. Uh, he just eats like a train, so they struggle to keep the weight off him, so he's going to need some good, hard racing. But as you would have seen in his last prep with his grand final being New Year's Eve and the Vic Red Super Series, he just gets better throughout his prep. So we're very confident this is going to be a big season for him. Um, and then we've got some dreams for him and hopefully he can take us there. Okay. Inter-Dominion, is that, uh, is that part of the dream later this year? It is, it is. And then hopefully in about a year and a half time we could head over to the Elite Lop. That's, that's the dream. Um, got to aspire to it and fingers crossed we could get there. All right. Well, it was a, a pleasing return, and uh, he's a horse well worth following, uh, not only short-term, but long-term as well. Uh, he's got a huge engine, there's no doubt about it. You've got a couple of runners today. Just quickly, I'm Loki, Designer Bling, Strong Response. Uh, any winners today for our listeners? Oh, Designer Bling would probably be the the best chance out of all of them ones. Um, B4 Bacardi and WA, um, super confident with him. I'd be very disappointed he got beat. Um, and I'd say they're our best two chances for that. He's the trotter that just keeps winning, isn't he? Yeah, he was another uh, throw the dart at the board long enough. You're going to get the bullseye. He was only five thousand, and I think he's, oh, I think he's won ten out of, or sorry, eleven out of fifteen starts for us now. So, he's a very good horse. 
Okay. Well, we'll watch out for him. He goes around in the last tonight at Gloucester Park. Jamie, as always, really appreciate the time. Again, congratulations. Group one glory. So close with Spirit of St. Louis in that tab blanks of fate. But uh, continued success and we'll be in touch. Thanks for having me on, guys. And I just wanted to quickly say, just wanted to give big kudos to the Albion Park Club. That job they did for this carnival was just amazing. And the crowd was awesome. Made it unreal for us. Excellent. Well said. There's Jamie Dernberger-Smith from Summit Bloodstock joining us. So Soho Historia taking that Group 1 Queensland Oaks on Saturday night. Well, our next guest is about to join us. She's been very busy right throughout the carnival. She's the one that's been chasing all the drivers, getting all that late mail information and passing on to the other punters. So they've got all the, uh, the information at the ready so they can uh, work out their bets. Now today... She's in the hot seat, and I'm about to go through her big book of drive because she's set to play a big hand today. She's got a number of key drives. Brittany Graham is online with us now. Brittany, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Uh, you're on the other side of the fence today, so you're out in the bike, and I get to ask all the questions of you today with your chances. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, I can get the job done, and hopefully we can uh, give some insight. But, no, I said to Mum, actually, um, when you sent me a message to see if I was available, that... Um, I've changed roles, so uh, hopefully I'm a good subject. Absolutely, I'm sure you will be. Just on the carnival, your thoughts, uh, how did you rate it? I thought it was great. Um, a little disappointed that it's over, to be honest, because the build-up was, um, you know, quite long and we were looking forward to it for a long time. But I think it lived up to all expectation. There was a really good mix of uh, representation from right along the eastern seaboard and everybody was able to take home a share of the prize money. And I think there was mixed results right the way through. There wasn't one dominant force or one dominant horse, which entices people that there is an opportunity for them you know, this time next year. And with so many classes and the different gates and ages catered for, I, I do think that it's an opportunity for people to bring multiple horses, not just one, and come for a month to six weeks. So, uh, yeah, already looking forward to next year. We need the Kiwis back next year, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they definitely added something last year. And it's not only just from a an interest perspective and the fact that it's a completely different form reference and a bit of an us versus them mentality in terms of who has the best, but also just for uh, to have Kiwi interest in the carnival as well. Uh, we know that it's a little later in their night and it was more enticement for them to stay up and tune in and interact with us when they have some of their own involved. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is because it does seem a, a likely time now that their carnival has reshuffled to for them to have a break, but here's hoping that the two countries can get together and sort something out because I think we need each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. But they were tuned in. I spoke with Crandell Gidding on Sunday morning. He had a big party and they were all there uh, right around his bar watching the uh, the action from Albion Park. So they were uh, keen to uh, be part of it. Uh, unfortunately, he couldn't make the uh, the trek this year with any of his horses, but he's keen to be uh, back in next year. But uh, they were certainly tuned in. There's no doubt about it. So we'll make sure they're back uh, next year. Let's focus on your drives today. Big book of drives today. You're going to be busy. Yeah, I know. It's something different for me. Normally I have one or two, but uh, there's a trial there in amongst it as well. So uh, I've got my number one strapper here with me, Steph, and I'm making Dad come as well because uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to be on the run, I think. Okay, well, let's start with race two, number five, easy pickings. First up for the stable, I noticed one of the owners is one Bill Hutchison. 
yeah, it's nice to have a, a, a horse for Bill. And, um, yeah, he's sort of a, a horse that made his way up. Kate and Andy Gass had him prior. We've had to, had a little bit of success with horses from them in the past, El Parada and BD Cosan, so they thought he'd be better suited up here. And, um, yeah, hopefully he can do a good job for them. OK, he's first up, but he's had a number of trials. How did you grade those trials in, in lead-up to today? Yeah, we're really happy with where he's at. Um, he's a horse that's probably been making a few mistakes down in Victoria, so we wanted to give him a, a few trials just to make sure he gets around safely and build his confidence up again because we probably think he's a real confidence horse. Um, first up, he was very good. He did do a lot, and then last week I jumped aboard to make sure that I could get him around in one piece, and I was really impressed with how he felt he took on the paces and he sort of finished right with them in a very quick last quarter so he's got immense high speed um he's probably you know he feels like he could explode when you pull him out so it's just about trying to harness that we're really happy with where he's at um dad really likes him he keeps telling me that maybe he'll be the best trotter in the stable which i'm not too happy about that comment but i guess he has to come out and do it and get the runs on the board but um yeah hopefully he gets around in one piece today and we're looking forward to seeing what he can do well given the form of harry throughout the carnival uh, that's not going to be a, uh, a mantle uh, easy to knock off so he's got a long way to go easy pickings he starts off 10 meters and you've got the two favorites in front of you with king of the north and indefensible so are you happy with that draw yeah, I'm happy uh, with that, particularly the fact that it's over the 2,600 metres. Um, it gives him time to settle and find his rhythm a little bit. Um, King of the North is obviously stepping up in grade pretty significantly and Indefensible is a, a nice horse. So small field, we shouldn't be too far from them. Um, and yeah, that high speed, you know, at the end of 2,600 metres, um, I think that he'll be able to run it out pretty strongly and hopefully if he's close enough, he's good enough. Okay, race three, another trot race. Dead said Marcel, only the one win. It was some time ago. But this looks really open. Start's going to be crucial, but with a clean getaway, I think she'll be very competitive here. Yeah, I agree. I think she's actually probably going better than her form suggests. She's been racing really well for a little while now, and whether it was her own convictions a little earlier or last week, she had no luck. Um, I was actually really happy with her effort last week. So I think hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood, we've sort of got her sorted out from a, a manners perspective. We've tinkered with a little bit of gear and um, she probably worked the best she has at home on Saturday um, when I gave her a little hit out. So if she can get away safely, you know, being off that front handicap over the 2,100 metres is a, a big help. And if she can get away safely and she lands close enough, you know, it was only a few starts ago she ran third behind Global Flight. So I think she's going well enough in this sort of race. You'll just need that little slice of luck and to pack her manners as well. Yeah, I'll give her a good chance there. Are you more worried about Paddy Pants or Hammer Sun? Um, probably Paddy Pants. I think he's improved a lot in the last few months here in Queensland and the fact that he's only off the 10 metres. And as I said, those handicaps over 2,100 metres are... It's not just the handicap that they have to overcome, it's also the traffic as well. And not knowing Hammerson and the fact that he hasn't tried locally, I guess it's a bit of a question mark. But if we could put a, a little margin on them early on and take advantage of our handicap, um, hopefully that's enough. OK, race four, small field, high on quality though. Tis a sizzler. I'm sure the stable were very satisfied with that uh, uh, return to racing and the victory first up at Reckliff. Yeah, we were thrilled. Um, it was actually the night of the Rising Sun barrier draw, and I think the race was 
on right when the barrier draw started. So I was trying to get Stephanie to give me some signals as to how he went. But, um, no, it was a great kickoff point for him. Angus looked after him, which was sort of the, the main... Uh, thing about it, he's had a long time off the scene and we wanted to make sure that he got around safely and had a good experience and he was still too good. So um, he's sort of been hard to place because he's so high up in grade now and the fact that he's returning from a long layoff, we didn't want him to have too hard a run. So we probably had him nominated and, and pulled him out of a few races because they've been so strong over the last few months. But um, And this is no different, but you sort of have to go somewhere next and the small field suits and he's got a nice barrier draw. So um, no, we're just thrilled to have him back. He's a real stable favourite and we know um, he's probably the best horse in the stable when he's at his best. So we're hoping this preparation he can sort of go on and, and take that next step. Well, he's got that terrific uh, strike rate, 50% strike rate, nine from 18. The Jared Elgin stable is going to be the stumbling block today. All of those horses are in form as well. Delightful dude, my ultimate star, Escalera. And they're all dropping back in grade. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably, you know, again, we, I think we had him nominated for an up to 90 race, which fell over. So now he's in an up to 110. So uh, it's not easy for him, particularly being second up off such a long break. But he's had a lot of miles under his belt uh, and he's got a nice barrier draw. And I think he sort of proved last time out that he's not a one-trick pony. He doesn't have to be in front. So um, he's got great gate speed. He's got the good barrier draw. It gives us options. And you know, they're all drawn outsiders. So they'll have to come around us at some point. Okay, race five, I'm Loki. Uh, much better last time out. We know he's a, a hard-going type and he likes the short trips. Do you give him some sort of chance here today? Yeah, well, Amy sent me a message yesterday and asked me if I drive him and I said, will I be able to hold him? So uh, she said, if you can't hold him, then let him run. So uh, I like those instructions. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was actually really good last time out, uh, probably against his favoured pattern as well. They went 55 and... He wasn't beaten all that far, so uh, he's got a front row draw to contend with today, and uh, you know he's a great front running type. So I dare say that will be the first aim to get into that position, and then sort of keep him happy from there on out. But um, yeah, it'll be my first sit behind him, so it might be a bit of a learning experience. But uh, I certainly know how he goes best. Okay, race eight. What a boy, Jack. You know this guy. Uh, he's in really good form, uh, but this is a tough challenge today. Uh, gate ten, never easy. But is he up to uh, going back to back? It'll be a good test for him. Um, I thought he was really good last week. He had that good draw, of course. But, yeah, he sort of was flopping along there for the first lap. And then once we got into the back straight on the last occasion, he really picked up the bit and um, he wanted to get the job done. He got to them pretty easily and then sort of idled to the line. So it's another step up in grade, of course. But um, he won't have to be used early on. And it's over the 2,100 metres again. So we know that he runs that out. No worries, and um, yeah, he's a good follower of speed. I know Brett's always had quite a nice opinion of him, and it's nice that he's starting to, you know, sort of realise that potential. So um, we'll drive him in a, you know, a similar fashion to last week. We'll hold him up for that one last run at them, but I think there's a fair bit of front row pressure there, so I don't expect them to go steadily anyway. Okay, and your final drive today, race nine, number six, Mathuda Vorton. This is the stable favourite. 33 wins, more than $300,000 in stakes. Is there an aim? Is there a, uh, a little target that you're setting with Mafuda Vorton? Do you want him to win another race? He's yet to win this year, so is there a target there with Mafuda Vorton? Yeah, I think so. We'd love um, sort of for him to, to win another race. When he came back from Sydney, we were sort of tossing up whether or not to, to retire him. But, um, yeah, he's just... 
he's a really sound and happy horse and he loves being in work and he's just fun to be around. We all love working him and we sort of take turns at who gets to take him out and he's just a joy to have around. So I know Dad would really love to, to win another race with him. Um, so that's sort of the plan. But um, when he's racing well, you know, I, I sort of overdrove him last week and prior to that he was you know, knocking on the door, he'd run a heap of placing. So I think he's going to win one again shortly. He's just in that really tough grade where he very rarely draws well. And again, today he hasn't drawn the best. But yeah, we'd love to, to bring him home and sort of win another race with him. And then I guess the decision will be made on his future. But when he's going around and he's loving his work, Bad um, said he's not going to sit in, sit in a paddock and do nothing like a few others that we've collected over the years. So uh, at least he's, I guess, got a purpose at the moment. Okay. Well, that's a, a big book of drives today. You've given us some good insight. Which one are you most looking forward to, though? Um, I'm looking forward to driving Tis a Sizzler again, but um, probably my best chance, I think, is probably Easy Pickings, and he might set the tone for the day. I, um, I'm hoping that he can do a really good job, and um, I think he has a sneaky little chance in that race. So um, they're all probably decent chances, but, um, yeah, I think he has good potential this horse. Yeah, it's a solid book. There's no doubt about it. So you're on the uh, opposite side of the fence. You've been busy throughout the carnival. Today, you're in the thick of the action out there on the track. Again, uh, really appreciate the time this morning and congratulations for your efforts throughout the Tab Constellations. It's been a, a super carnival. So again, job well done. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciated your help as well. So, uh, yep, yeah, chat soon. There's Brittany Graham. We'll see her in action today at Albion Park. A number of key drives. Leonard Kane has a number of key drives and he's online with us now. Leonard, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. Uh, you've got a busy day ahead of you as well with a number of drives. Uh, we start with this first race. Yuel Harley in this uh, opener. This is the trotter for Jody Whitaker having his first start. You sort of give him any sort of chance here going up against uh, many that have had a number of starts. So he is giving away experience. Um, yeah, Chris, I, I think it's sort of, uh, it's hard with two-year-old races at the best of times, but uh, especially two-year-old trotters, you know, um, obviously going into it, you know, with the least experience over a few of their mothers, um, probably isn't on our side, but in the trial, we got around safely and done everything right. Um, we got beat a little margin, but I think, uh, in fairness, it'll be one to look for in the future after a few starts, um, once we get a little bit of confidence about us and, um, you know, racing the fitness, I think it's, it'll be one to watch for in a few starts. You know, I, th I think today is probably a little bit hard, but um, you never know what can happen in these races. OK, makes perfect sense. Race three, another trot race, Majestic Speed. This is a really open race, so you can't rule out any runner in this field. You know Majestic Speed well. The last time she won, you were sitting behind her. Is she up to winning this race today? Yeah, I think if she puts it all together at the start and um, can sort of lob handy enough, like you say, it's a fairly even field and no runner can be ruled out. So um, I think that, like I say, if she gets away safely at the start and um, we're handy enough, I think that she could play a part in the finish there for sure. OK, race five. She's a pocket rocket. She's got the hoof right on the till. She's been a runner-up a last three, chasing home Joey Lincoln a last two at Reckliffe. Potentially a yeah. tricky draw, the inside of the second row, but she still rates here. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, like you say, I think the draw is probably what worries me the most. Uh, we're following out a horse that isn't an overly quick beginner and can do things wrong on occasion. So um, that's probably 
you know, the only thing against her is here. Like you say, she's racing awesome at the moment. Um, since I've been driving her, I haven't been disappointed with any run. I've actually been over the moon every time she stepped out. And she seems to get better and better. So um, we've got options there. You know, I'll have a little chat with Richard pre-race and see what he sort of wants to do, whether he wants to stay there and drive for luck or whether he'd like to come off and um, put her in the race at some point. But I, I definitely give her a chance, you know, if, if she can get open air at some point. Um, she has got a good turn of foot as well and she's got good manners. So I think that's all on her side, just to draw us a little worry. Okay, race seven, you've got the drive here for Trent Dawson with Leander, one of two runners in the race for Trent. First time sitting behind this mare, what are the expectations? Yeah, you know, I think she'll run a nice race. Um, Trent does a great job with his team and we've got a handy enough draw there to sort of hopefully settle close enough to the pace. Um, I think if we can sort of, you know, get into a nice spot early and um, get a nice trip and sort of just leave it for one run, I think we'll be right in the money there at the finish. OK. Race 8 for Wayne Graham. Lucky nutter. Uh, it was able to score first up at Reckliff, uh, so this is a step up today, but is there still uh, improvement to come? I think so, yeah. Um, the other night at Redcliffe sort of was just a learning curve for, I think, both of us. Um, but I was really happy with the run that she put in and um, probably didn't handle the truck exceptionally well. So I think going to Albion Park will work in our favour as well. 2100, um, hopefully if we can just settle close enough and get a nice trip... Um, you know, I think this horse will be one to watch out for over the next few starts, for sure. OK. And the last race today, you're driving Teddy Feels Good. This race, you're going to be uh, pace-dependent, no doubt. But there is a possibility they could go really hard with high voltage in this field. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, um, high voltage always adds pace to the race. So um, I think if the races run genuine, um, you know, it, it all depends where we land. It's an awkward gate. Um, the outside of the front, there's a couple of scratchings there, so the field's a little bit smaller. Um, I think, yeah, I think if they run along early and um, we are sort of, you know, if we can get the right sort of truck into the race, I think we definitely play a part in the finish. Busy day coming up. The pick of your drives? Uh, it's hard to really pick one out, but, um, you know, she's a pocket rocket. It's hard to go fast before she's been racing, so... I'm looking forward to her. Okay, race five, number eight. Leonard, appreciate the time. Best of luck today. Thanks very much. Thanks for your time. There's Leonard Kane joining us. Let's get the uh, the good oil from Racetrack. Ralphie, who joins us each and every Tuesday. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Where do we find your best bet today? Well, look at uh, race six, number one cheerleader. But I think the good times will continue to roll is, uh, for the Dixon Stable. They're fresh off their uh, Queensland derby success on Saturday night with Leap to Fame, and I think they can strike again here. Look, it's a nicely bred little filly. Uh, she's having a first start. She'd by always be Mickey, and uh, her dam is, uh, was Terry's the moment. It was a group winner in both uh, Victoria and Queensland and raced by the same connections. Now, cheerleader, she produced a really nice trial here recently and that was in fast time against older rivals as well today she draws the inside gate and she looks ideally suited to make it a winning debut so we've got race six number one cheerleader all right race six number one that's the first leg of the treble so we can go one out there
go on out there. First leg of the treble, second leg of the quaddy, and I think you're right, make her the anchor, and uh, you can go a little bit wider in the other legs to get the value. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Ralphie, we'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris.